Hey, and welcome to the 12 Stone Church Podcast. Thank you so much for taking time to be a part of today's message. We hope it inspires you, encourages you, and deepens your faith in Jesus. Enjoy the message. Welcome to 12 Stone. How y'all doing live in the room? Y'all good? Let me hear you at the campuses if you're live, 12 Stone Home. Glad y'all are with us. This is officially Super Bowl weekend. It's Super Bowl Sunday. And if you're an Atlanta sports fan, it's just Sunday. Uh, We're glad that you're hanging out with us. And Super Bowl weekend is sort of fun. We got people watching from all over the world. So if you are, Super Bowl Sunday is sort of the culmination of our entire NFL football season. The two best teams are in there fighting it out. We got the old man versus the young bucks. See what's going to happen tonight. I'm curious. Anybody, uh, anyone have a dog in the hunt? Any, any Tampa Bay fans? Just curious? Good. One. That's about right. Sounds good. Any, uh, any Chiefs fans in the room? Curious? Three. Congratulations. It's going to be a, just an awesome night. We're fired up for this just competitive game. If we're, if we're honest, the Super Bowl, especially in Atlanta, is less about the game, more about hanging out, right? So it's an excuse to get people together It's an excuse to eat food that you'll regret the next day, amen? And really, it's about the commercials. Any fans of the commercials? I love, I love Super Bowl commercials. In fact, today we're going to have fun throughout the whole day sort of sitting inside of this concept of Super Bowl commercials. We're going to have a great time. I think God's going to challenge us in in some things as well. In fact, I think our friend Travis um, is already getting the prime, the pump prime for Super Bowl over here. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I am. I am absolutely ready I to just have wanna, a great I conversation. I want to be honest. This is sort of a prop. You're already three wings deep, my friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is real chicken wings. And they're plastic, too. I don't know why I'm eating them. <laughs> you are going to be sick today. No, I've, pre- I've like worked up to this. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. Trading your whole life Not for my this first time. moment. Yeah. Eating this, wings at night. This o'clock. is the Super Bowl, right? Like, it's, it's an excuse to get on the couch, hang out with some friends, eat some food, and really watch the commercials. Yeah. That's, that's, usually, I'm fast-forwarding, right? Thank God for, for the ability to do that. But in the Super Bowl, no. you're watching every That's second. That's the highlight, man. That's it. And I, I asked you this week, I said, man, do a, little, do a little research about commercials and how that plays out. You told me something that shocked me. How many ads are most people given in a single day? Yeah, they say now that uh, up to a person is viewing up to 10,000 ads a day. Stop, stop. Uh, 10,000 yeah. advertisements. That's when, what, like billboards? Billboards, commercials, apps, ads on apps, ads on Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah the, websites. The, all those ads that pop up. We're being inundated. Oh, it's insane. If you, if you download uh, any free game, you'll see about 40 ads in the first 10 minutes. It's insane. <laughs> Check it They're off 40 with the 10,000 yeah, yeah. right there. Yes. Uh, and this year, this, the Super Bowl's got a bunch of commercials. And what's the cost this year for a 30-second spot in the commercial 30 second spot in 2021 is 5.5 million dollars so it's not bad it is down it's on sale basically last year was 5.6 oh so it's a real it's a it's a (laughs) cherry of a deal yeah wow (laughs) i know so so think about this companies are willing to to spend five and a half million dollars to get your attention for 30 seconds why because they're trying to influence you to buy their product, right? They're trying to convince you that their voice is the voice that should be listened to. And they have a lot of tricks 
that they've played over the years. Yes. I asked you to do a little research. Yep. Get into like the marketing sort of uh, rabbit hole. Oh, man. How do they work? So many psychological attacks. Like they understand me better <laughs> than me. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Uh, the number one or one that I saw that, that was across the board was repetition. This is the idea okay. of a slogan or like a song, a jingle that gets stuck in your head, right? <laughs> and we've all had these, like those earworms. In fact, I want to do a little um, interactive here, okay? okay. See, if, see if you know, uh, finish the jingle, okay? Here and at home. If you're at home, you got to be loud and proud oh, with absolutely, it. absolutely. Okay. okay, let me make sure I have this right. Okay, okay. <clears throat> I have a structured settlement, but I need <laughs> cash now. Call J.G. Wentworth. Yes, that's impressive. They got you too. They you got have you too. been indoctrinated. That is my most hated commercial, and I, I won't forget it as long as I live. Can, I be, can I be transparent? Yes. My least favorite is the radio. One eight seven seven cars for anyone else. What? I will never give my car to kids because I hate. Wow, the, the jingle that no, badly. I don't know. I don't know the one you're referring oh, to. Oh, I hate it. But it's I guarantee, worst. on my deathbed, my grandchild will come up to me, and they'll go, "Grandpa, I have a." I have a structured settlement, but I need cash now. <laughs> and I'll go, I've waited my whole life for this moment. And I'll you say, J.G. Wentworth, I know it. It's yeah, very exactly. small. Exactly. What else do they so, do? Okay, so uh, uh, the, the technical term is anchoring, but basically this is the sale mindset. This is the idea that if you don't know anything about a product, the first thing they tell you is where you're going to base the rest of it. So if I don't know how much this should be worth, I'll look at the price tag. So, so TJ Maxx is basically, this is their entire concept. I go into the men's area, and I'm like, how much is this razor? Compare it, $90, but it's only $10. I, well, I, I'm giving, I like, this is foolish if I don't buy You're this. You're losing money. It's, it's a waste it. of money if I don't buy this because it's such a tremendous deal. It might be worth $5, but they told me it was worth $90. That's all I know. And so that's what I go off of. They, there's a whole world. Listen, there's an entire world that exists. People who make millions of dollars a yep. year. And their whole agenda is to influence us, to influence our spending, our habits, where we go to eat. That's their whole agenda. That's what commercials are. And I love commercials in the Super Bowl, but that's what they're, they're doing. They're trying to influence us. In fact, some, some of the fun, some of them are super fun. And I want you to see some of my favorites. Check it out. Automatic freshness, softness, and static control has never been easier with the Bounce Dryer Bar. I just stick it to the inside of my dryer, and I never have to remember. Oh! Old Spice Body Spray makes you smell like power! It's so powerful, it sells itself in other people's commercials! You smell like outdoor freshness. You smell like power? Yeah, I do! Your cousin from Boston. I did not see that coming. Anyway, Sam Adams Wicked Hazy IPA. Juicy, right? Can we not tell my mom about this? All right, everyone, we made it. My job is to help new homeowners who have turned into their parents. I'm having a big lunch and then just a snack for so dinner. We're just... using a speakerphone in this store. Is that a good idea? One of the ways I do that is to get them out of the home. If you're looking for a grout brush. This Garth, is the... did he ask for your help? No. 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 We all see it. We all see it. He has blue hair. Okay. Blue. Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents, but we can protect your home and auto when you bundle with us. Keep it coming. You don't know him.
<laughs> That's one of my favorite commercials. Isn't that one of yours? <laughs> we all see it. We all see it. Yes, blue hair. I love that. I love that. Commercials, man, they're trying to influence. It's more than just influencing us. They want us to take action, right? It's not enough that we just go, that's great, great product. They want us to, to buy it. And sometimes we get caught up in a commercial and you see something, you go, I have to have it. And you buy it and you get it and you, you regret it. I'm just curious, here at home in the chat, has anyone ever bought a product, maybe an infomercial, maybe just a, a product on TV and you got it and went, why did I buy this? Be honest, hands up. All right, all over the room, 12 at home, put it in the chat. Tell us what you, what you actually bought in the chat. We all, we all have those moments where we get sort of swept up into something, and we just get caught up and go, I have to have it, and then you regret it. See, I asked Travis to interrogate the band and say, man, what product have you bought? And would you bring it and show everybody in the whole church what you bought? <laughs> and then we're going to laugh with you. So... I asked the guys, so what, what are some things we bought? Travis, let's start with you. You got something in front of you. Yeah, I got a, a meat grinder to make my own hamburger. <laughs> okay, have you ever is, used it? It's so much easier just to go to the, the store and buy a hamburger. <laughs> I don't know why. I used it once to make fish burgers, and it was Whoa, a nightmare. Fish burgers? Fish burgers. It was salmon. We were trying to eat healthy. And Travis, it was a that's not a thing. Well, that's I don't disgusting. Know. It was a recipe online, so it's real. Well yeah. done on that that's one. That's all I've ever used. That's, all right, Cam, what, what do we got here, right. man? <clears throat> So we got resistance bands. Okay. For exercise, sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But you know, different levels of, of resistance. Oh, so you can really get buff. So with you can those. really get buff. Do right. you do you ever use those? No. No. <laughs> uh, Why? Why not? All it takes is one time for me to like misplace my foot and this thing pops uh, back. Uh, up. Every guy in the room just went, okay. You'll never We're use not, it again. After we'll that. never, never no. using no. the bands. What a Ansley, what is okay, this? Okay, okay, okay. Hear me out. Hear me out on this. It's a waffle maker sure, it's okay. too. for all the moments I thought my six-year-old was going to make a waffle with me. Oh, that would be like a memory in pictures. Right. We bought a memory. Did it ever happen? We've not made the memory. <laughs> keep, keep up the... Hey, does it still work? We don't know. Waffles for Super Bowl. Chicken and waffles tonight. Let's then... I got some shoes. Those are your... These are my Harry Styles shoes. I went through a phase. There was a phase happening. and you had to have them. Do you wear them now? It's been three years and I still haven't. <laughs> <laughs> We're all, don't laugh. We're all guilty of this. We're all under the influence. Last one. What do we got? I don't even need to talk to you. That's amazing. He bought a guitar. Happy Super Bowl. Man, this is great. I don't, you're so gifted as a musician. Your purchasing ability, not, not so much. <laughs> See, commercials don't just want to influence us. They want us to actually take action. They want us to actually make a purchase. See, today we're going to be sitting inside of a story in the Old Testament, and we're going to be sort of asking the question, what voices are you allowing to influence you? That's, that's, that's what we're going to be digging in, asking ourselves, I mean, what are the things that we're listening to, the people that we're allowing to influence us, and maybe we would have some buyer's remorse because of some of the voices we listen to. Some of the influence we've allowed to sort of speak into us. And we're going to be diving into that right after this commercial break. Check it out. Reynolds, I've recently learned that Big Wireless spends a lot on political lobbying. Like, a lot. I had no idea that wireless owners were supposed to do that. So Mint Mobile is officially contributing to the mayor of Idlewild, California. A good, good boy named Max. Yes, he is. We won't be contributing nearly as much because, frankly, we prefer to invest our money in stuff 
for you, which is why I'm announcing free data upgrades on every plan beginning January 28th. Who's in the pocket of big business? Who's in the pocket of big business? Mint Mobile, now with more bite. Sugar Pays, when you don't need anyone's approval. Sugar Pay, Travis, that voice sounded familiar at the end. Yes, it did. <laughs> yeah, that's because it was mine. We made that one up. Okay, that's not a we real product. That. That okay, <laughs> good. Don't, don't let that commercial influence you for Sugar Paste. Any dentists at our church are going, do it. This is great. I want another pool. Anyway. This is the reality. We sit inside of a time where there are 10,000 advertisements trying to influence us. And we got dozens of voices of people around us that try to influence us. And we have to ask the question, what, what voices are we going to allow to speak into our life? See, life is built on the foundation of the, the people and things that we listen to. And the kingdom of God tells us that, that we can be influenced and we can actually make wise decisions through the scriptures, we use God's word through his presence, through the Holy Spirit, speak and give wisdom and direction. But today we're going to sit inside of the people that speak into your life, like the community that you choose to be like your circle. Like if you ask yourself, who's, who's my people? Who's my circle of friends? Who are the voices that I actually listen to and allow to influence me? That's, that's where we're going to be sitting today. And if you're taking notes, here's your first blank. Your future is shaped by the voices you allow to influence you the most. Write that down. It's, this is such a simple truth, but how many people wish they knew this 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago? Your future is shaped by the voices you allow to influence you the most. Show me the five loudest voices in your life, and I'll show you your future. See, we have to understand that the voices we allow to influence us will shape our future. And today we're going to be sitting inside of a passage in 1 Kings 12. If you have your Bibles, you can feel free to turn there. We're going to be looking at a story where the voices someone chose literally changed the future and changed history. And maybe God would use this story to arrest some things in us. But before we get in the story, I need to sort of set the backdrop. And if we were to start right now here today in 2021, this is us. If we go way back to 1400 BC, Joshua leads Israel into the promised land. It's good days. And at this point in their history, they have no king. They are ruled by God. It's called a theocracy. It's a system of government in which priests rule in the name of God like God is their king. Then they get in the promised land and see all the other nations and they have kings. And they're like, oh, I want a king too, right? Like your kids in a toy aisle. I want it. And God goes, dude, it's not smart. They don't listen. They say, we want a king. So their first king, the actual king here on earth, is King Saul, about 10,051 BC. He lives his life, and eventually King David steps in the mix, and he is the next king. If you know King David, he killed Goliath when he was a kid. Remember this? And it, it got quite gruesome, in fact, the way he killed him. We're not going to dive into that. That's censored out for today. David wrote most of the Psalms. 
that we're actually reading through in these 150 days of psalm and prayer. David was a great king, made some mistakes, great king, but he had a son. His name was Solomon, and Solomon was king after him. And Solomon was known as the smartest, the wisest person who ever lived. He was filthy rich. This guy was one of the richest people ever. He built the temple. If you remember the story of the baby and the two moms, he brought his sword out and solved an argument in a really interesting way. Now Solomon also was an interesting character because he had 700 wives and 300 other female companions. And we're not going to talk about that today either. Solomon was an interesting dude, but then he has, a, he has a son. His son's name is Rehoboam. And Rehoboam becomes the next king about 931 B.C. And on his first day in office, he has a major issue, a major problem he's trying to decide what to do with. Because you see, his dad Solomon, towards the end of his reign, Solomon started to lead and, and lead the nation with such a heavy hand because he had all these building projects happening. And so that required incredibly high taxes, so the people were broke. And it required forced labor everywhere. Like, everyone was brought into this government labor camp, and they had to do all the building, and the people were exhausted. And Rehoboam was faced with a major decision the first, the first day that he was in the throne. And things got so bad under Solomon that Jeroboam, not Rehoboam, but Jeroboam, Jeroboam, thank you. I'm going to mix these names up all day. Just be like, he knows what he's talking about. Jeroboam had to actually flee and ran away from King Solomon. And then when he hears that King Solomon died and Rehoboam's on the throne, he shows back up to represent the people to the new king. And here's where we pick up. We're going to be in 1 Kings 12. Let's look at this first verse. So they sent for Jeroboam. And he and the whole assembly of Israel went to Rehoboam and said, Your father put a heavy yoke on us, but now lighten the harsh labor and the heavy yoke he put on us, and, he will, and we will serve you. Rehoboam answered, Go away for three days, and then come back to me. So the people went away. Let's pause. That's really smart of Rehoboam. This is a big decision to make. Like, this is going to set the trajectory of how he's going to rule as king. So he said, listen, give me three days to go get some advice. I want to go talk to some folks. And in this moment, Rehoboam was about to decide which voices he would allow to influence him. So here's where Rehoboam goes next. Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders. Who did he consult? The elders who had served his father Solomon during his lifetime. How would you advise me to answer these people, he asked. They replied, if today you will be a servant to these people and serve them and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your servants. Great advice from the elders. Like, listen, Rehoboam, if you will just be a servant king, the people will serve you for your whole lifetime. Massive, massive decision to make. And the elders gave him great advice. Let's see what Rehoboam decided to do. What did he do next? But Rehoboam rejected the advice the elders gave him. Ray, Ray, what are you doing, man? The elders just told you the answer, cheat code. They told you the answer, and you reject it. All right, tell me, Ray, Ray, tell me you at least went somewhere smart next to get, to get good advice. Where did he go? But Rehoboam rejected the advice the elders gave him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him and were serving him. Ray, Ray went to his old friends. Like the, the, the chuckleheads you went through puberty with. The dudes you were awkward at the middle school dance with. The guys you, you snuck out of the house to go to a party with. You rejected the advice of the elders. 
and you went back to your childhood friends. Ray Ray, what are we doing, man? So here's, the, here's where it goes next. He asked them, what is your advice? How should we answer these, peop- these people who say to me, lighten the yoke your father put on us? Listen, do you see the pronoun shift? In the first place, he went to the elders and said, how would you advise me, very kingly, how would you advise me to speak to the people? Then he gets with his boys and goes, what's up, dudes? How should we do this? Like, it's showing us that he's, he's been conspiring with these, these childhood friends for a while, almost like thinking, once we get in power, and now we're here. Start off from the bottom, now the whole crew's here. We're here, it's time. That's right, I'm culturally relevant, thank you. <laughs> It's like they've been waiting for this moment, and they say, what should we do? And here's the advice his old friends give him. The young men who had grown up with him replied, these people have said to you, your father put a heavy yoke on us, but make our our yoke lighter. Now tell them, my little finger is thicker than my father's waist. My father laid on you a heavy yoke. I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. His friends are saying, listen, those people want you to be weak. You come in and you go hard. Day one, lay down the law. What does it mean that my pinky is bigger than my father's waist? It means simply this. My weakest actions will be more severe than my father's strongest actions. What's the scorpion whip thing about? So listen, my father used normal whips. I'm going to use what they call scorpion whips. It's a whip with rock or bone inside the end of it. So it would just rip the flesh. He's saying, listen. I'm here, I'm not playing, I'm ruling heavy and harsh with my boys. It's a bold move for old Ray Ray to make. Day one, in that moment, he made a decision. He chose to reject the voice of influence the elders were giving him and went back to his old friends and took their advice and allowed their influence to change the trajectory of history. See, when I, say, when I say elder, don't hear age, by the way. I'm talking about wisdom. I've met some incredibly wise 20-somethings. I've met some incredibly dumb 60-somethings. It's not about age. I'm talking about wisdom here. And he rejected the wisdom of the elders and instead leaned into his old friends. See, how do you know the difference between elders and old friends. If you're, if you're trying to figure out what's the difference of these people, because listen, you all have elders around you and you all have old friends around you. We all do. How do you tell the difference? Here's the difference. Elders give you advice. Old friends give you permission. That deserves more of a, ooh, ah, that's good. Oh, elders give you advice. Old friends give you permission. Rehoboam was not actually looking for advice. He was looking for permission to do what he already wanted to do. Don't miss this. When he went to the elders, he was looking for them to just reaffirm what he wanted. He wanted permission. The elders said, listen, dude, I got to caution you here. Be smart. So what did he do? Thank you. I'd like to ask someone else for a second opinion. And what do we do sometimes? When we sit in a season where we're trying to make a massive decision, and you already know what you want to do, You ask until you get permission instead of actually asking for advice. Listen, if everybody in your elder circle, who you think your elders are, always agree with you, always say what you're doing is right, you don't have a circle of elders. You've got an echo chamber of old friends. Caution. 20-somethings, if I could just insert something into your soul that would change the rest of your life, 
Be careful who you listen to. There are people in jail this morning because they listened to the wrong influence last night. Who are your elders? Who are your old friends? Proverbs 12 says this. Just a simple encouragement. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But a wise man is he who listens to counsel. See, the elders wanted to give him wisdom. And instead, he went to his old friends. And what happens when you listen to the old friends in your life instead of the elders in your life? Same thing that always happens. If we were to read the rest of the passage and really the rest of the book, you'd see what happens. The kingdom fell apart. See, Rehoboam went back to the people and delivered almost word for word what the friends told him to say. He came in hard, he laid down the law, and he was swinging for the fences day one. And what happened? The people rejected him. The kingdom split. Jeroboam actually became king of the 10 northern tribes. Rehoboam lost the kingdom that his dad and his grandfather had built. And they, the, the splitting of these kingdoms was forever. Like the kingdom fell apart and they fell into social injustice and they were in oppression and eventually they were conquered by other countries. And you can chase all of that destruction back to Rehoboam listening to the wrong voices one time. I wonder how many of us could trace back fallout in our life. That one time I listened to the old friend voice instead of the elder voice. See, if, if you're taking notes, allowing the wrong voice to influence you always leads to loss. Always, always, always. If you listen to the wrong commercial, you will lose your 1999 and you will regret it. Talk about buyer's remorse. Always. And we can track back the destruction of God's nation to this one moment, this one decision. Do you know who your old friends are and your elders are? And some of y'all got some doozies of some old friends out there. I know I do. Maybe eight, ten years ago, playing a charity golf scramble. Any guys in here ever playing a golf scramble? It's so fun because the way it works is everybody hits, you take the best ball, and you hit from there, right? You've played there. So I don't have the consequences of all my bad swings. It's fun. It's a blast. So I'm a pastor here at 12 Stone at the time, and we're playing in a charity golf scramble. Uh, I believe it was for an orphanage overseas, like a, a child's uh, home sort of place, and it was an incredible deal. And they, they're trying to make money, and so they sell things. And they sell things called mulligans. You ever heard of a mulligan? It's like a do-over. So if I hit and the ball goes in the water, I can go, I'll take one of my mulligans. You buy these mulligans. And so my friend uh, went into the clubhouse to sign us all in, comes back out and says, all right, boys, I bought us two mulligans each. Yes. And he said, I also bought us two throws each. So I've never heard of a throw. He said, well, actually, you can take the ball and we can extend our drive. If we're just off the green, we can just toss the ball on the green to get closer. It doesn't count you a stroke. I bought two for each of us. Like, that's awesome. So we go and start playing the game. We get to the long drive hole. It's like give an award for whoever hits the longest drive. And we had a, a good drive out there, pretty good distance, but it wasn't going to win. So we said, let's take one of our throws. Perfect. So we lay a driver down so we can't cross that line. And we come up. And if you could see us, I'm crow hopping like I'm throwing from the outfield and just chucking a golf ball. I'm waving at people in the holes over like, yeah, as long as we're using our throw. The ball goes way up there. We mark the... We win the long drive contest. We're just off the green, and we're all going, all right, did you save your throw for this? Yeah, and we're, doing, we're playing super strategic. So we get back to the clubhouse, and we turn our scorecard in, and we win the tournament by like four strokes. 
win the whole thing. They do the award ceremony. They bring us up. We win all these awesome prizes from this really great charity. And we sit down at lunch around a round table. And I was with other guys. And I was like, man, great round. They said, dude, you guys were amazing today. I said, thank you. We never win these. And I said, I'm just curious. How would you guys use your throws? And he goes, throws? And I was like, ah, never mind. And I went to my friend. I said, dude, what's the deal with the throws? He goes, oh, yeah, I made the throws up completely. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? He had all these rules. And I, we were like really careful to follow the rules. He made up the throws. Go back in your head. One of your pastors at 12 Stone, everyone's watching me crow hop a ball down the fairway and walk up and play from that spot. Listen, I unknowingly cheated all day long because I listened to the wrong voice. That's an old friend. If you're wondering, that's what old friends do. They convince you that you have permissions you don't have. They convince you you got throws that you don't actually have. Now I understand why so many people were looking at us so weird the entire day. Because we're openly, blatantly cheating. <laughs> Travis, you know who this is, don't you? Don't say his name. Don't say his name. God saved him. <laughs> See, the same thing happens when you listen to the wrong voice. When you allow the wrong voice to influence, you will unknowingly be cheating yourself, cheating your marriage, cheating your character, cheating your finances. See, the voices you choose to allow to influence you will shape your future. You're going, okay, you got my attention. How do I know if a voice is a voice of an elder or an old friend? How do I figure that out? There's two questions. This is a filter you can apply to those relationships. What is their motive and where is their wisdom? Write this down, especially if you're younger. What, what is their motive? Where is their wisdom? I call it the motive wisdom filter. Filter the voices through. What is their motive? Where is their wisdom? Here's what it says in scripture about motive. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. When you're listening to a voice of influence, ask yourself this. Are they speaking to me out of rivalry and conceit? Or are they advising me and influencing me out of humility, wanting the best for me or wanting the best for themselves? What is their motive? And then secondly, where is their wisdom? James 3.3 3 says, who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. When you look at that person's life, the way that they live, is it living in such a way that the, the fruit, the works, the things they're actually doing with their life would be looked at as wise? Have they walked right in the right direction for a long time? Where is their wisdom? For old Ray Ray, his friends did not check either box. <laughs> Their motive was to get power. Their wisdom was the same inexperience that Ray Boehm had. They checked zero of the boxes. But today, I think it's more challenging because it's easy to see the people who don't check both boxes. It's harder to see people who just check one, right? So let me just, let me just play this out for a second. If you were to go to a, a used car lot and you're looking to buy a car, and you sit down with a used car salesman and say, hey, should I buy this car? What's his answer going to be? Yes. Let's run it through the filter, though. Where is his wisdom? It's in cars. He knows more than I will ever know about cars. Box checked. What is his motive? Uh-oh. His, his motive is to make commission. Nothing wrong with that. 
but you should know that his motive is not the same motive as you. Your motive is to get a good car. His motive is to get commission. He doesn't check the second box. See how this plays out? Like I go to talk to a friend about making a big purchase. Should I buy this thing? But the friend is up to his ears in debt. Let's run it through the filter. Is his motive good? Well, if he's your friend, we would expect that he wants the best for you and he cares about you. So his motive's right. Check it. What's his wisdom? Not so much. He doesn't understand money. He doesn't understand how debt works. And so he doesn't check the second box. If you want an elder voice, they have to check both boxes. They have to have the right motive and the right wisdom to speak into your life. And if they miss one or the other, and listen, it's really hard to see when they only check one box. It feels so close to right that you almost want to lean into it. See, sadly, I've seen some of the worst advice come from people who love you. Like a well-intentioned parent who's like, son, I've watched you walk through this difficulty in marriage. Man, I don't want your life to be this difficult. Just, just divorce her and we'll figure it out. What? Or a parent who just says, listen, or a friend that just says, listen, just buy it. It'll make you happy. See, loving you, caring about you is not enough. There's only half the equation. There's got to be wisdom. But equally, I've seen the other side. I've seen some of the smartest people I know give the worst advice. People who are brilliant in business that would sit down and say, listen, I get it. The IRS is the worst. If you just hide your money over here, you won't have to pay taxes on that. What? That, you, your wisdom's smart. You're great with money, but you don't share the same motives I do about honoring God first and being a man of my word. Someone who, who gives you advice to like, listen, I know how to manipulate people. You have this little piece of advice. If you just let them know you have it, you could own them. It's really smart and shrewd, but you're missing the motive. See, the wisdom motive filter is, is how we filter the voices that come into our life. Who will we listen to? See, an elder is someone who's credible in both sides. They have the right motive, a heart for God like you do devotion to God's word like you do, and they have the wisdom somewhere, the experience somewhere. See, what am I saying? If I'm just to put it blunt, here's what I'm saying. Love old friends, but listen to elder voices. Just simply put, like, yes, love your old friends, man. Love the people you grew up with, but listen to elder voices. You don't always outgrow people, but you can outgrow their voice. You don't have to just end the friendship, but you do have to filter their voice. Some of us are listening to old friends' wisdom and old friends' advice, but we're living a new life. Some of y'all have some before Jesus friends that don't, don't cut them out of your life, but don't take their advice. You're in a, a new calling now. You're in a new marriage now. Listen, when I became married, immediately my single friends' voices had to get quieter. Why? Because they still play video games and golf every Saturday, and they don't have to worry about date night or caring for a spouse's heart. When I had kids, my friends without kids' voices had to get smaller because the way they live is not the way I'm called to live. Some of us have old friends still influencing our new life. And the advice you take, the influence you allow into you, the loudest voices that influence you in your life will shape your future. Commercials are trying to influence us to make purchases. Friends are trying to influence us to make decisions. So where in the world do I find these elder voices? I'm just going to get super practical. See, at 12 Stone, we say that church is worship, community, and impact. 
Worship is gathering to worship at 12 Stone Live or gathering to worship at 12 Stone Home. Community is the relationships we have around us and impact is what we do with our lives. Listen, if all you're doing is showing up to a campus every Sunday and just sitting through a service, you're missing two-thirds of what it means to be the church. If all you're doing is watching the stream online, you're not a part of a 12-stone home, you're just tuning in, I love it, stick around, but you're missing two-thirds of what the church was created to be. You were created to be in relationships. Why did God always have elders around the king? Because no one's good enough to go through life without wise input. If you want to find that, let us help you find that. One of the hardest things once you go from being someone who is spiritually dead to spiritually alive is going, I no longer can listen to those voices anymore because they're not on the same motive as I am. And you got to find new friends, new voices, new elder voices in your life. So how do you do that? Again, I'm going to go practical because I really, it really matters. If you would just text the word growth track to 37748. Listen, this is like the on-ramp to get into all of what church is, not just worship, but worship, community, and impact. Text growth track to 37748. It's starting today live at the campuses. And if you're watching online, there's an online version of that. Text growth track to 37748. Allow us to help in introduce you to voices of people that share the same motive you do. They're going the same direction you are. And they have wisdom to speak into your life. Get into community. You were built for this. Lastly, let me just flip the script for a second. If you were honest, are you someone else's old friend? So we're talking about what voices do we allow to influence us? But is there a chance that you're someone else's old friend? Is there any chance that you're, you're one of the, the, the old friends of Rambo and saying, dude, let's go hard? Are you, are you someone's enabler? Is there a chance that you're giving someone permission to do something God never gave him permission to do? Is your voice of influence part of someone else's problem? Sadly, some of the worst advice I've ever heard people get is from the church. Just people in the church. Ah, oh, dude, I get it. This year has been terrible. Just, just drink the pressure away, dude. I get you. Man, if you want it and can't afford it, just get it, dude. It'll be fun. You'll figure it out. What? Oh, girl, you outgrew him long ago. Just divorce his butt and find somebody else. We tell each other this stuff sometimes. We've got to be better. Our voices into each other's lives have to be better. Here's our calling as a church. First Thessalonians says this. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Our role in the lives of each other is to encourage one another and build one another up. Elder voices always call you up to something more. Old friends always give you permission to live something less. And old friends always sound more fun in the moment. But elders always pay off in the long run. See, as we, as we close... Campus pastor, are going to step up here in a minute. Let me, let me just take a, a privilege for a second. See, the next four weeks, we're going to be sitting inside of a marriage series. And whether you're single, single again, married, empty nester, doesn't matter where you're at in the spectrum, this is going to speak into marriages. And here's what I want to ask from you. Would you just pre-decide right here, right now, that you're going to invite 12 Stone to be the loudest voice in your marriage for the next four weeks? Just pre-decide. Say, I'm, I'm going to just 
dispositionally say, God, I've got friends speaking into my marriage. I've got books I'm reading. I've got podcasts. But for the next four weeks, God, I'm committing that I'm going to give my church the loudest voice in my marriage. See, whether you're a one or a 10 in marriage, I don't know where you're at in the spectrum. Just say, whatever God you want to speak in the next four weeks, I'm giving permission for my church to be the loudest voice. Maybe your marriage is on the verge of falling apart. It's not too late. That's the good news of the gospel. It's not too late. Just allow, and listen, more than that, use your influence to invite other people into this thing. Get people into the next four weeks. It's going to be transformational in marriages and in informing and building future marriages. Don't miss this. See, so as the campus pastor stepping out, let me just wrap it here. See, we see 10,000 ads a day all over the place. They're trying to influence how we spend our money or where we go to eat. Got dozens of voices around us that all have an opinion on what we should do. What's the loudest voice that's influencing your life right now? Do you know who your old friends are and who the elder voices in your life are? If you're honest, are you looking for advice or really are you looking for permission? See, maybe God would use today to open your eyes to the reality that whoever the loudest voices in your life are will shape your future. So campus pastors, would you pray for us? So right here, 12 Stone Home, I want to pray over us. And as I do, maybe God would bring names to mind, people that you're allowing to speak into your marriage, your finances, your character, your spiritual walk that you go, if I'm honest, I like to listen to them because they say what I want them to say. They, they agree with everything I think, so it's easy. And God might say, listen, I'm calling you to something greater. You've got to have voices that call you up to something. Maybe for some of you, you realize you're the old friend. And there's places that you know you should be calling a friend to something higher, but it's, it's awkward, it's, it's complicated, it's difficult to speak up, and God might be saying, no, speak up today. Just call and say, listen, I've been an, <clears throat> I've been an old friend. I, I, I've not been the friend you need. I need to say, dude, what you're doing is messed up. You're going to regret this. That's what the church is for. That's what we're called to be for each other. So let's bow our heads together. So Jesus, there's no one like you. Thank you, God, that you give us access to the Father. Thank you that you gave us the Holy Spirit that inside of us is a counselor, is a guide that you speak to us. Thank you for your word that, God, we can look at your scripture and we can compare our lives to what God's word says and go, where am I off? But God, thank you for the church. Thank you for relationships. Thanks for people around us. Oh, God, would you give us wisdom? Give us eyes to see. What of our relationships? What are the voices that are speaking into us? Which of them are old friends? And we just like it because it's easy. And which of them are truly elder voices that would challenge the things that we do and hold us to something higher? And oh, God forbid, don't let us be old friends for somebody else. Would we call each other to something higher? There's no one like you, Jesus. Thanks for letting us be a part of your bride, the church. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank you again for spending time with us today. A special thanks to those of you who generously give through 12 Stone. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. And if you want to learn more about 12 Stone, make sure you follow us on social at 12 Stone Church and check out a location or a watch party near you. And if you enjoyed the podcast, you could subscribe, share it with your friends, hit the share button, or even take a screenshot and throw it in your social stories. And make sure to tag 12 Stone Church. Let it be a blessing to somebody else. Thank you again, and we'll catch you on the next one.